Hey, Steph. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. So I'm here with my girlfriend, Camille. Hi, Camille. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Good, good. So I have a list here that, uh, that Andy sent to me, which says, don't talk about crazy cult stuff over the internet. Don't demand <laughs> your firstborn. Don't talk about my lack of credentials. And uh, don't bark like a dog. Was, was that it, Andy? Did that, I get that right? Or was there other stuff as well that you wanted me to, to avoid? I think that's pretty much it. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Look, I mean, uh, I appreciate, uh, first of all, I appreciate you, you taking the time to talk. I hope that I can be of help. And um, I recognize that it's a fairly freaky thing to do to talk to somebody <laughs> on the internet about your relationship stuff. And, and you know, it, it'll either help or it won't. Um, but uh, I appreciate the um, the trust to to the degree that it is. Yeah, that it's yeah I was just gonna phone, say so. I I trust I trust Andrew and his judgment. So, so I, well, uh, hopefully that will be the case at the end of the call. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is mostly communicate using hand puppets. Do you have a webcam? <laughs> <laughs> That's how yeah, we, we do, do a webcam. at Free Domain Radio. Anyway, oh, okay, so. okay. <laughs> Uh, just just to get a, a bit of background, at least, um, I don't know if you, um, has has he rambled on at anything about this philosophy stuff that we talk about yes. uh, on the show? So you're somewhat aware of that. Uh, yeah, I've watched, um, I've watched a few podcasts and he's talked a little bit about it. I've looked over some of the books and stuff like that. So I have a little background information about it, but. Right, and you were the one, I think, who put the GPS bracelet on his ankle when he came to Miami, is that right? <laughs> yes, that was me. Right, just in case FDR is an offshore uh, oil rig with black helicopters that takes people for recycling into some sort of food. Yeah, uh, that's so, totally what I, that's what I thought it was. So. Sure, no, I can, uh, yeah, I can so I understand that. Sure. Yep. So this guy on the internet without credentials who, okay, right. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I just, I just wanted to address that up front um, just, just to be aware that I'm aware of it. And so you, you know a little bit of stuff about the RTR stuff and so on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's, uh, it's your time. You know, uh, whatever you want to talk about, uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, throw my two cents in for what it's worth. Okay. All right. Um... So there was something that we want to talk to you about that over the past few weeks, we've been having this discussion conflict that that continually kind of comes back after a few days or a few weeks. And, and we haven't really been able to 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 feel resolved after talking about it. And it, it also gets increasingly more uncomfortable and increasingly more upsetting every time that we talk about it and we can't get it resolved. Or okay. Even a feeling of resolution rather than, I don't know, like one person without one person like ceding to the other person's position. Yeah. Which is unsatisfying, right? It gets it gives you some relief in the moment, but you kind of know that you're laying the foundations of future problems through that route, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, fine, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither of us do that, so yeah. it pretty much I just stays unresolved. I and sharpen my weapons, so I'm going to see <laughs> for now. All right, okay, I understand. <laughs> and so, I don't know, I mean, the discussion that we, well, we're both atheists, and so the discussion that we've been having is it has to do with religion and um, whether or not we can uh, have productive relationships with religious people and... 
whether or not it's it's bad or moral for people to teach their children religion and for people to practice religion and so we're both atheists so neither one of us believe in god but we both part ways on on whether or not it's still okay for other people to you know uh, teach their children and practice religion right right Uh, camille can you tell me a little bit about your history with uh, with regards to this yeah well my whole entire extended family on my mom's side and my dad's side are all Mormon. So it's, is it fair so, to say this is not exactly a theoretical discussion? Yeah, this isn't exactly <laughs> theoretical. Right. Because, right. I mean, um, much and, though I appreciate your dedication to abstract principles, this one sounds yeah. like it cuts a little closer to the bone, right? Yeah, and that's right. why it's, it's more um, – every time we talk about it, it gets increasingly more um, kind of heated and uncomfortable and – because it's actually um, kind of relevant in my life. And um, I don't know. Well, I was Mormon, actually, until I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. And then my parents left the church, and I left the church, too, and I kind of explored what I thought. I've been an atheist since I was like probably like 13 or 14, probably. Right. But my oldest brother is still Mormon. Right. He's, he's 27 and married and has a kid. And and I absolutely love him. I think he's an awesome person. So it's kind of, I think that's one of my main issues sure. with the whole conflict. Well, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is hugely core to everything that you're mm-hmm. about with regards to your family and your relationships. And the last thing I think that anybody wants to do is to ditch loving and productive relationships for the sake of mm-hmm. a rather dry and abstract ideological consistency, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. Cause, and Andrew, yeah. Sorry, go. Andrew has explained, and I think um, Andrew's obviously extremely logical, and I think that everything that he says um, has truth to it and is rational. You know, just but between you and I, I find him a little, you know, <laughs> well, we'll talk about this separately. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard for me to make um, a rational and logical argument for it Besides the fact that I actually do have a productive and a good, what I think is a good relationship with my brother, who is also religious and who teaches his children religion. So, Right. And even if you were to agree with the intellectual arguments, you would, in a sense, be trying to talk yourself something out of something that was emotionally valuable to you, which would seem to be not the right approach, if, that, if I understand that correctly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's to say that the head and the heart may go in opposite directions where the head says that this is illogical and irrational and, and you know, maybe even not perfectly moral, but the heart says mm-hmm. otherwise and, and it's, a, it's a real split, right? And that's not a particularly comfortable yeah. place to be. Yeah. Okay. So okay. It's, I don't know how we should go about trying to resolve that problem. Um. I guess my first question, Andy, is is how open are you to Mormonism? Um, uh, I probably am not very open to Mormonism. Because <laughs> that would be one way. You know, if you just all went back into the church, you could deal with this relatively quickly. Um, yeah, but I don't want Andrew to get another wife, so I don't know if I'm... <laughs> so she's pretty calculating here. Okay, let's, let me just make a note of that. Pretty calculating. Okay. Um, all right, so so obviously Mormonism and, and certain forms of Islam are out. 
Uh, so uh, okay. we'll just, I'm just, you know, I'm just looking for the avenues we can go down here. So uh, why, why did your parents leave the church? Well, my mom has, um, has more of a problem with the social injustices of the church, more like women don't have equal rights and the blacks, uh, black people didn't get um, priesthood until like 1979 or something. And um, obviously they're against gay marriage and... Um, and, and you, your parents are for gay marriage. Yeah, my parent, my mom actually told us yesterday that if uh, they pass a law that says that um, homosexuals can't get married, then my parents want to get a divorce. <laughs> but um, and my dad is a, a chemical engineer, so he has been into science his whole life, and um, he kind of got really interested in reading about biology and evolution and. He read a lot of Darwin and stuff like that and um, kind of reevaluated the um, rationality of religion. And right. So compared to, um, you know, say Dawkins and uh, Darwin, you know, Joseph, the amazingly uneducated lunatic, didn't seem to quite have <laughs> yes. the, the answers cornered. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Well, that so, seems reasonable enough, right? So your parents yeah. are open to reason and evidence, and they think yes. independently of um, of biblical teachings and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And did they join another church, or did they go more to the agnostic slash unitarian no. slash I like to sleep in thing? Yeah, we, um, well, right when we left, we started going to the Unitarian Church, and I, w I started a class that I kind of learned about all different religions and um, my parents kind of explored different spirituality and stuff like that. But um, and my parent, my mom especially, still likes to go because it's kind of a community, and she works for Habitat for Humanity, and they do a lot of um, projects within the Unitarian Church, stuff like that. But um, they don't really have like a strong affiliation with anything. So, so, so they're, they're somewhat agnostic with a social and charitable component thrown in, right? Yeah. Again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to get a, a – and I don't want to summarize your parents' obvious complexities of belief in anything too simple. I just want to make sure that I'm starting from roughly a correct position. Yeah. I think I was – Well, they are well, They are atheists. They, are atheists. they just like – they I like the community life? Yeah. Well, my mom, my mom more than my dad. My dad yeah. only goes to the Unitarian Church because my mom goes. Um, right. And – but my mom likes to go, and um, she's like in book groups with some of the women, and she likes the um, humanitarian part of it. So, but they, right. I would, I would classify them as atheists, and I think they yeah. would classify themselves as atheists. Yeah. No, yeah, they would. Why are they atheists? I mean, sorry, and what I mean, this is a, an open-ended question. That's not too helpful. Uh -huh. Sorry. What I mean by that is, are they atheists because they've kind of seen a bunch of inconsistencies and certain prejudices within the church and they have found themselves socially or intellectually or emotionally uncomfortable in that environment or have they you know worked through from first principles and realized that god is a falsifiable and false proposition and so on um i think that they're atheists because i don't i mean it would be more geared more towards the first yeah i think I don't think that they thought through it um, completely in a logical, scientific method way. But, I mean, I think they just kind of read and examined, like, how it didn't um, 
morally match up and there's um, it was hypocritical and I don't know. I and they probably it. sorry, they they probably if I understand this right, and I don't know whether this happened explicitly or implicitly, but a lot of people have problems with religion when they start to ask questions and they bring those questions into the community they're met with pretty extraordinary, well, it's actually not extraordinary when you understand it, but very high levels of hostility and upset, right? Yeah, and I, that was a big problem with my parents, too. My mom was actually telling me that she went to a, she took one of my older brothers to a Mormon conference type of thing where it's a bunch of teenage, uh, teenage boys and girls, and the leader, um, a member of the priesthood, stood up and said, first things first, we need to take why out of your vocabulary. <laughs> like, I actually said that. And my mom was like... Sorry, he didn't mean the letter Y, did he? Because he, just... <laughs> he used the word vocabulary, and that has a... Anyway. <laughs> and obviously, for obvious reasons, um, my mom was not very pleased or satisfied with that. And... Probably for reasons along those lines, um, she started to question it. And well, sorry, sorry. And I, I, you know, there was this part at the beginning where you seemed to like me, and this may be the part where you don't like me as much. But mm -hmm. if I understand this rightly, it seems something like she began to dislike it, not that she began to question it. And I, I, again, I don't want to put words yeah. in here, but I want to just make sure she began to be offended by it. She began to dislike mm -hmm. it, but it wasn't specifically like okay, well, they don't want questions to be asked. Let's figure out why, you know, let's look at philosophy. Let's look at yeah. the, I didn't pick up arguments against the existence of God. She's like, hey, I'm allowed to ask why. Who are you people to tell me? And I'm not yeah. saying it that silly, but, but it sounds like she began to dislike the environment rather than yeah. the principles, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's true, too. I think that she went through, especially right in the beginning, she was angry at the church and she was angry um, at her parents and her family um, and kind of explored and then she kind of explored why she was angry right and and the, I mean this is not necessarily I'm not saying there's anything particularly wrong with this from I mean whatever gets you out gets you out and I think that's a good thing mm -hmm. but I'm trying to figure out how your brother ended up in this place and one of the things that would that, that would explain that would be that if your parents began to dislike religion rather than reasoning from first principles. Mm -hmm. That sounded vaguely noncommittal, which is fine. I just, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'm going to hang up now. I'll pull you back uh, upset later. <laughs> and and this is not a criticism. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sort of understand the the lay of the land. Get a map of the sense of the family. Yeah, I mean. No. So you don't feel comfortable talking about this aspect of things, if I understand it rightly. About my, why my brother is still religious? Well, or? I guess looking at wh where your parents left the church because of their dislike, but didn't go to the process of trying to figure out the, I guess, the rational or philosophical explanations or, or explorations about the existence of God. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. So, um, like, it's not for us. We we are we are more enlightened than that. Uh, uh, we don't like that particular approach. That seems unfair. Like, it again, this is not not a well, criticism. Think, trying to understand where I they. Think, 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that's true. Like, it, it for my mom, especially, it started with kind of the social injustice of the religion. Right. But I mean, both my parents are atheists, and they both um, kind of look at it in a. I feel like they look at it in a rational way. Like, I mean, I think if they could choose, they would. They would love for God to actually exist, and it would be easier. They could stay with their family. Like it wasn't like an easy thing for them. Oh sure. And and so they kind of had to use logic and rationality to um, kind of explain why they were ang- angry and to um, feel like they could leave it without with some logical backing. Okay, so is it is it fair to say that they understand that there is no God? Or is it that they just don't like, and again, just doesn't mean anything other than no. I'm trying to understand. That I, th- they I think like that they understand God. that there is no God, I would say. Yeah, I mean, they, they say that there is no God. However, I've heard them also say that you can't prove that there is no God, but they don't believe in God. Yeah. Is, that, is that what they say? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've I think I've heard them say that. I mean, and this is not a pejorative term, but that's that's a weak atheist <laughs> position. I don't believe it. Uh, it's not proven, mm-hmm. but it's also not disproven. So there's room for doubt. Yeah, I don't know if it, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of it's hard for me to explain. Like, I don't think that there's. I mean, I guess they do leave room for doubt. Well, they have to. They have yeah. to be. I mean, and and again, I'm just trying to work empirically because I just try always try and start with the facts and then lay around my own crazy ass theories on top of them. But at least start with the facts is sort of what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, uh, but their relationship to your brother's Mormonism is mm-hmm. something that would seem to me like a big invisible elephant in the room that people kind of step around. Is that right? That my brother's um, Mormonism. Yeah. Like we don't talk about it, or yeah, it's... like or or like uh, if you talk about it, it's it's talked around. But if your parents truly believe that there is no God, in the and they're offended by the moral teachings, I'm gonna put a uh, a volatile metaphor here, and this is just designed to illustrate the difference, not to describe your family. But mm-hmm. if your parents grew up in the Ku Klux Klan, Ku Klux Klan. And they mm-hmm. then found the teachings to be offensive, and they said that racism is is an invalid position, and this and that, and it's a wrong wrong position to take. Then, mm-hmm. if some family member stayed in the clan, that would not be something that they would be able to sustain in an ethical way without, you know, sort of bringing it up. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that totally makes sense, and I see where you're coming from. But I, that's the problem that I have because. I feel like my brother is an extremely moral person, and he actually is on the same um, page with my on, with my parents on a lot of social issues. Like, um, he's a Democrat and he's a Libertarian, and he. I don't. Well, well, the thing I think, and my experiences of him have been. Sorry to interrupt. Can, very... can we just? Can we just? I just. I just. Camille had like one sentence there about her brother, but this is no. It's hard. okay. No, it's okay. Keep going. No, no. I wanted. No, 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 thought, Andrew. I just wanted to get more of because you just said you know he's a libertarian. Uh, he's a Democrat. He's on the same page. But and, and th- that's yeah, tantalizing. Uh, but just just tell me a little more if you can. Yeah, and so 
um, I don't know. It's hard to, because him and my mom and him and my family have so much in common that um, we can talk about like almost anything in the world and um, and although we don't agree on kind of his, um, I kind of see it as motivation. Like I feel like he has the same goals a lot of times as uh, me and my parents. Sure. My parents and I. And but his motivation comes from God and comes from uh, um, get to of heaven and. But more lot in common with my family and I. And so it kind of I don't know. It, it makes it hard for for us to see him as like a Mormon and we disagree with a lot of the teachings of the Book of Mormon and everything and see him as still a moral person and vice versa. He sees us atheists and we're going against a lot of the teachings that he um, is involved in hours a week on Sundays and um, but he sees us how happy we are, how happy my parents are and how how successful our lives are and so I don't know right to some it's difficult. like well we both ended up in Albuquerque so and that's where we wanted to be so who can uh, say that there was a wrong path is that is that right yeah 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 I, I I would say and my experiences of him have been have been really positive and his wife and they just have a newborn baby and to me it was kind of surprising that they were Mormons sure. because of the way that they acted. However, I never discussed religion with them. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, this is, I mean, this is, obviously, you, you're both very, very intelligent people, and you're, you're caring, and you're committed, and, and there's no, I mean, there's no easy solution. So it's not, to me, particularly surprising that this would be a source of contention that remains hard to resolve if that if that makes sense yeah yeah most definitely yeah now um there's there's a number of different ways that we can approach this if we want to look at finding some way to achieve uh if not necessarily agreement at least a more positive way of interacting about it um and uh, we, we can either discuss it in terms of philosophy which has its value and i don't want to i don't mean to be overly abstract but um I, if i understand this rightly Andrew, your objections is not that this is a bad guy who, you know, poisons the environment and threatens to burn witches, but rather that there is a philosophical truth that is being avoided by the family, and that is disconcerting uh, both intellectually and emotionally. Whereas um, for your girlfriend, right, for Camille, it's something like, but he's a good guy, and it's not like however you become a good guy, even if we disagree with some of the principles and premises, that's more the important thing. And I don't want to live in this ideological box where people who disagree with us uh, are banished and something like that seems too close to the church, almost in a bad kind of way. Right. Yeah, I understand that. I can understand it. Right. So there's and this is really the difference in a lot of ways between reasoning from first principles and reasoning from evidence or experience, right? So from first principles, there is no God, which means that the, this brother... Steph, sorry? Well, we cut out just for a second. I'm sorry. 
I don't know if you have. Do you have anything else running uh, internet-wise? I'm getting a little bit of cut I out. I don't. No, okay, no problem. We'll we'll struggle through. So, I mean, if if if, and this is not to to say that this resolves it, but to sort of more clearly delineate the the difference um, for. Uh, the the equation in general in philosophy and in particular the the one one we talk about here is reason equals virtue equals happiness and here we seem to have evidence where happiness is based on irrationality right because the, your brother is a happy person and he's a good person but he believes things that your parents would consider morally questionable and you would as well um, mm-hmm. and also that do not stand up to reason and evidence right. Mm-hmm. And we we can't. I don't think it's 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 a good idea to just dismiss that out of hand and say, well, he's irrational, therefore all the happiness must be fake or what you know. Like I mean, to me that because you don't feel that to be the case, right? Right. And so we have a particular challenge, right? Which is which is a challenge really to reason and evidence because if you can get to happiness and virtue through something like belief in a deity and conformity to that which reason and evidence calls error, then virtue equals reason equals happiness doesn't sustain, right? Right. And that's pretty pretty fundamental, at least to what, to what Andrew believes, right? Yeah. Sorry, was that you speaking in high voice, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that is, that, is, uh, that is my take on it, and I think that's, 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 that's exactly where we kind of, uh, where the conflicts would come from. Yeah, because then philosophy just becomes an, another choice, right? Like uh, Rocky Road versus Vanilla, right? It's like if you can achieve virtue, happiness, good parenting, uh, an ethical life, and, and so on through religion or through philosophy, then philosophy in a sense or in essence becomes another religion, which is not how you view it, right? Right, correct. Right, whereas for, your, um, for, for Camille, it's like if, uh, if philosophy is the only way to achieve virtue, then uh, I have to deny the evidence of my own experience with my brother and call him a non-virtuous and non-happy person, despite the fact that that is not my experience of him, right? Right. So on the one hand, Andrew would have to deny the truth value of, and, and the virtue value of philosophy, and on the other hand, you're go- I mean, you, you would have to deny your direct experience with your brother. And this is why you all feel that this is a no-win situation, because you neither want to deny your direct experience nor rational truth, right? Right. 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 I mean, I, I'm trying to sort of uh, uh, just let me know if this is a fair or useful way of characterizing the difference. No, I think no, that's I that think makes. It's, I think it's pretty accurate. No, very accurate. Yeah. And is there any part that I've, I've missed? I don't think so. I think that's exactly. I mean, that kind of defines it a little bit better for me. And what about you? Yeah, I agree. And that's why you can't, because. Andrew, you're not going to give up your belief in philosophy, and Camille, you're not going to give up your direct experience of your brother, right? Correct. And right, thus, right. we hit a particular kind of stalemate. Mm-hmm. So, um, have I introduced you to a little psychological trick called avoidance? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> get a room full of really shiny objects. See, toys. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, also known as the rip your clothes off uh, approach, uh, which only works for a certain amount of time. But it's fun while it lasts. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's... Um, uh, now, w- was this a particular... Uh, do you think that this would be a particular an issue if your brother, Camille, was not having kids or was not... Did not have a kid recently. Would it be a different issue? 
would it be uh, would it be as strong an issue? Because if I understand this right, the question of the child changes the equation to some degree, right? Yeah, I definitely do think that it changes um, quite a bit. I because I I watched. I forget what it was called, but it was the podcast about um, teaching religion to... Happy Easter Jesus, maybe? Was it... Yeah, I think that that's one, yeah. the one. Happy Easter Jesus? Yeah. Um, about teaching religion to children. And that uh, that kind of upset me a little bit because it logically made sense and and it was hard for me to form counter-arguments to it besides the fact that my brother has a child and I don't view his parenting as child abuse. So, well, and sorry, sorry to interrupt, but my argument in that video and in other things is not to say <laughs> that if you teach a child religion, all of your parenting is child abuse. Yeah. I mean, just just so we can clarify that. Yeah, and and that, I mean, he's, yeah, and it, he's giving your he's giving his kid uh, hugs and eye contact, and I assume he's mm-hmm. feeding feeding the baby. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, she she's actually feeding it at this point. I think. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So so, and I, so I I I understand that, and I know that it's um just the religious aspect of it, telling your telling kind of um, falsehoods to your children, and I and I understand and I completely understand that, but it's just. I don't know. I just have like an emotional block to it. No, and I understand that. And and it may not be an emotional block, right? I I want to respect your genuine experience of your brother, right? Because, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, philosophy needs to be empirical as well as rational. And I don't believe that we use reason to blow away all the evidence that doesn't accord with the theory, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't want to necessarily characterize your difficulties with this as a block because you could be entirely right and it's Andy and I's block in terms of, of something, right? No, I mean, seriously, th- that is definitely my approach. I just, I, I really dislike this idea that, well, it doesn't conform to the theory, so blow away the evidence. So yeah. I, I don't think that it's, I, I don't want to approach that from the standpoint or from the, the, the starting place that you have a block which needs to be fixed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. So... I think it might be helpful, and this is where it, it can be really hard sometimes for couples, and, and Christina and I do this sometimes when I make the c- calamitous mistake of disagreeing with her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work. Um, but um, uh, Andy, why don't you make Camille's case about the brother as convincingly as possible? You mean right now? Right now. Just give me the speech about how she's completely and totally right in, in her experience of her brother and the case against reasoning from first principles and defining relationships based on that without reference um, okay. to sort of emotional experience and evidence and so on. Okay, well... Um, since my direct experience of him has been really positive and I think that... He's a really nice guy. I always enjoy spending time with him. Um, he's my brother. Uh, he's married to a really nice woman. And the interaction that I've had with them while they're raising their child is, is really positive. Um, they always interact with her. They always keep her. Uh, they never kind of, not, not even close to any kind of abuse that I've ever seen. And, and so if, 
if these theories that you have say that uh, that, that teaching your child religion is is wrong or is, or is child abuse, I can't understand that because I that's just not my that's not been my direct experience of it. I'm somewhat convinced. How about you, Camille? If I'm convinced or not? Yeah. Do you, do you think that he's got your perspective uh, uh, correctly? I was I mean, like, you know, he was like reading cue cards, but I think he got some of it right. <laughs> it's fine if I have yeah, I mean, I, standpoint of this, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's got the the gist of it. I mean, I have like, I have 18 years of experience with him, and so it's hard to put it into like 30 seconds. But I think he's got the gist. I I guess. Well, what, what I, else? I, I, was, I was convinced uh, a little bit by by Andy, not at all by you. It's like, yeah, he's <laughs> right. So, and, and this is important because conflict is generally reduced when we believe that the other person truly understands where we're coming from. And that doesn't mean agree with it, right? I mean, we all have a multiplicity of perspectives in our head, and there's no doubt that, uh, you know, Andy could, could easily argue this very convincingly if he wanted. And I'm not saying you didn't, but it's, it's hard for you to do that, right, Andy? Mo yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Right, but I think that you need to. I think I think that it's really really important to put yourself. I mean, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, I think it's podcast two hundred or three hundred, Christina and the Priest, where I argue from a religious perspective, and I think fairly effectively. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. and I I can argue the status position. I can argue the religious position. I can argue the Buddhist position, and not perfectly because I don't school myself in this stuff, but. I can definitely get into that and see where they're coming from and see the value. And I, I could probably do a good job of, of arguing Camille's position as well as your position. And I think that is important because the first thing that we need, and this is in intimate relationships where we love and care for the person, the first thing that we need is to feel heard. And I think that's what's happening is you're not absorbing what Camille is saying and instead you're arguing against her position. Right, right. I, I agree with that. I mean... I think that something that's been frustrating me the, the past few days uh, since I realized that this has been recurring to us is that I definitely have been, uh, even when I am curious, it, there's, there's even like a, like almost like leading or something to that effect. I'm curious just how long it's going to take you to agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and and I I I genuinely don't want to do that, and I mean, and so the past few days it's really been kind of bothering me. Um, well, you but that and, I and haven't to, been to, sorry to interrupt, but to be perfectly honest, you're afraid that that you're wrong. I mean, just to be blunt, right? Right. Because because if if Camille is right, then you all got some thinking to do, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty important stuff, right? Yeah. So one of the reasons that we resist other people's perspectives or opinions is because if it's true that you can be a happy, good, loving, caring, virtuous person and believe in Mormonism, then we have a problem on our hands, right? Right, 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 because... For me, you know, I mean, I've given up quite a bit. Yeah, Oops. Be, because because of my beliefs. And I know? certainly so don't I... refund your donations, and that's really why <laughs> I want to take the time out to have this conversation. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no. So I mean, that. So I I understand 
now that we're talking about it, just how good of a point that she has. And it's not like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think before I almost saw it as like my point was good and then she was just denying it just because she wanted to. But I really understand a lot better um, that that does make that it, it wouldn't make any sense to her at all. What I'm saying. Well, and, and if she's right, that's fairly disastrous for, I mean, not, not anything to do with FDR, but in terms of how you understand and process the world and the value of philosophy. And in a sense, what it does is it cuts loose your anchor and puts you back out at sea in the storm, right? Right, right. And I would hate for my motive to be that I'm defending that instead of her experiences and, and the truth, that I'm just trying to hold on to something that I like. Rather right, right, because that, that fundamentally would be a religious approach, right? I like God, and so I'm going to ignore the evidence that contradicts it, right? Yeah. Right, instead, and I, I like philosophy, so I'm going to ignore Camille's direct experience of her brother. Right, and, and because I know that you're a man of, of great integrity, courage, and virtue, um, it, it's hard to, to, um, to sort of say, well, this stuff totally threatens me, right? And I feel this. Some people sort of take these runs at what it is that I say in terms of UPB and so on, and if they have a good point, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, right? But, uh, but that's important. You, you mean, because what I'm, what I'm interested in is the truth, not in my particular formulation of it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to hang on to any of my conclusions. I only and forever want to hang on to reason and evidence, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I think that that is my position also. It is. And, I, and, and, and here we have evidence that is directly opposed to, to the theory that we work with here, which is very, very, I mean, it's, it, it's threatening to, to you as it would be to, to anyone, right? Right. And of course, if it turns out that Camille's uh, experience of her brother is valid and correct, then you have a problem, which obviously you're going to need to approach and deal with, which is a challenge. On the other hand, uh, Camille, if, if it is not true that your emotional experience is valid, and this doesn't mean that you don't genuinely experience it, but whether it's valid or not, it's, we, we can, uh, like, sorry, and, and this is not to put this in this category, but a religious person genuinely and emotionally feels that there is a God, but it's just not true, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, there she's going again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Making a note here. There was evil here. Right, but, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it is the case, but if it does turn out to be the case that your emotional experience of your brother is invalid, then that's going to cause you great anxiety, right? Right, right. So it, but it, if either of you is right, the other person is going to feel great anxiety, right? Yes. Right. And, and this is why you can't leave it alone and you can't resolve it, right? Right, exactly. That's why it's been such a recurring and continuous conflict. Right. Okay, now let me, let me ask this. Um, because because the, the, when, when we run into a stalemate in terms of um, uh, our worldviews or our emotional perspectives or experience, there's a very simple way out of the room that is about as horrible a thing as you can imagine, which is probably why you haven't done it. Okay. <laughs> Do you still like me? No? Okay, well, hang on. <laughs> we can change that, right? But um, um, where, where two rational arguments, and, and these are both rational arguments. We've got an argument from first principles, and we have an argument from experience, right? Right. And since we value both reason and evidence... These are both rational perspectives to bring to bear on the problem, right? 
Right. Right. So if we have two scientific theories that are both rational that claim to explain a certain phenomenon, how do we resolve the difference between them? Um, <laughs> I'd experiment. Yes, indeed. Ooh, a nice chill wind. Through <laughs> <laughs> and so where does that uh, take us? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll call the brother Bob, of course. Uh, unless his name is Bob. No, don't tell me. Um, but Bob obviously claims that his beliefs are founded upon truth, right? He doesn't say, this is just my opinion. Right. He believes that God does exist, right? Right. And he doesn't believe that God exists just because he feels it, right? But he believes that God exists outside of his consciousness for some form, uh, based on some sort of evidence or some sort of reason, right? Right. Because if there is no evidence or reason, then it's just prejudicial. It's just it's kind of bigotry, right? And I'm not saying he's a bigot, right? I'm just saying that if, if I were in Bob's shoes, I would say that I have a rational fidelity to the objective truth that God exists, right? Right. So you've gone for more than half a decade as an atheist not talking to him about this, right? Right. Well... Oh, oh, yeah. and then there was the whiplash. Yes, no, wait. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You have talked to him before. I mean, yeah, I have talked to him before. My parents have talked to him about it, and um, he's, he's, yeah, but not, not to an, a point, not to a point where we are having, like, a knockdown, drag-out fight or this like argument about whether or not it's logical and rational for him to be a Mormon. I, we've just kind of accepted that that is what he believes and we don't necessarily think it's true, but um, we love him anyway. Well, but if somebody believes something that is false and we care about that person, shouldn't we want to help them to see the truth? Yes, I I totally agree with that, but it gets to a, and I think that this is where where we part ways. We, again. we part ways again is I I mean I definitely think it's important to talk about it and to understand each other's points of view and um, I'm sorry sorry to interrupt and I I know that you've got some really gentle and wonderful UN phrases here live and let live enjoy each other. You know, <laughs> appreciate each other's point of view. Yeah. But mm -hmm. just based on your brother's own belief system, this is not a point of view for him. This is a fact, right? Yeah. So you're characterizing it as, well, he likes jazz and I like country, right? And, and I, yeah. you know, this is a live and let live. And okay, maybe country is not quite as sophisticated as jazz, but jazz is basically just tuning with a drum beat. So, so you're characterizing it as if it's all a matter of opinion, but for your brother... For sure, it's not, right? Right. So he's avoiding enlightening mm -hmm. you guys as to what he genuinely knows or believes to be the truth. 
and you guys are avoiding that with regards to him because what he's doing is he's bringing the it's a fact to the table right he doesn't he's not into mormonism because you know it, cool outfits and, and a place to go that's warm on sunday right he's into it because yeah. he believes that there is a god that joseph what's his blobby was his anointed uh, uh son of something right he, he believes that his magic underpants will keep him safe like he believes all of this stuff as the truth yeah. right right so it's not, I mean, just from a, an accuracy standpoint or an honesty mm -hmm. standpoint, I'm not saying you're being dishonest. I think that it's a tough thing for you to deal with emotionally, but this is not a matter of opinion. The existence of God is not a matter of opinion because if it were a matter right. of opinion, there'd be no such thing as religion, right? Right. So he believes that it's true. Yes. Okay. And you don't like that, right? No. You don't like that he believes that it's true. No, I don't like it. And why? Because I I don't believe that it's true. And I would love it if he was an atheist as well and that we could um, kind of understand each other. And um, I don't know. And I think this is, this is where Andrew and I kind of separate on it is because I feel like... I mean, I understand that, uh, like, live and let live is kind of um, viewing his religion as an opinion and, and everything. But on the other hand, if I do talk to him and if I do kind of um, really try to uh, reason with him about this, there's a there's a chance chance that. Um, I don't know, I guess that it wouldn't go well and that he would, I don't know, that it would get to the point where we couldn't have a relationship. Well, but you fear that, right? Yeah. And, and in fact, you fear that to the point where it has overridden your desire to speak about him with these things, right? Right. And you're not alone in that fear. What do you mean? Well, your parents like feel my... the same thing, and, and Andy also feels the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys were to, not to use an overly dramatic phrase, but if you were to stage what a philosopher would reasonably term as a cult intervention and not take no for an answer, mm -hmm. you, you very much fear that things would get irretrievably ugly, right? Yeah. I mean, just between you, I, and you know, your boyfriend and everybody else who may end up listening to this if, if it's okay with you, but but you genuinely mm -hmm. fear that he is going to get very upset, right? Right. And what's going to happen is he's then going to be in a position where he has to choose between the truth or let's just say his family, if we want to put it in more personal terms, and his religion, right? Mm -hmm. Which would make him incredibly anxious and angry and upset, right? Right. So he obviously doesn't want this conversation to occur, right? Right. Because it's going to make him like, uh, it's going to put him between a rock and a hard place to put it as mildly as humanly possible, right? Right. And it is everybody's certain belief that that is what will occur if this conversation occurs, right? I'm not saying that it absolutely right. will occur, but it's everyone's belief that it will occur because 
it has not happened for what five or ten years right again i'm I think I'm dragging you along like you fell off the water skis and you're behind the bouncing <laughs> in the way. Fine, right, ow, ow, right, right. But but you must be avoiding this for a reason, right? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I've been avoiding it, but... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to be annoying. For, for me, I've, I've... Sorry to be annoying. No, 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 I... Uh, you have been avoiding it. Not you guess. I yeah, mean, I have been avoiding it, but I've also. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I have. I have been avoiding it, but I have also been. Um, I've also had. I've been able to manage a positive and um, a successful relationship with him for years, and haven't really. Um, I guess I haven't really examined it in this in this way, kind of ever, and so that's why it kind of gives it gives me some anxiety. And I don't know. I never I never saw it as necessary before, and I I see why it is, but I don't know. Oh, I'm not so. I'm not saying it's necessary uh, at the moment, at all. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just saying that if we're going to work with empirical evidence, which I think is, as I said, I mean, empirical evidence includes your experience of your brother, which is perfectly valid, but it also includes the fact mm -hmm. that your parents find the church morally offensive, right? Right. And your brother is in a group of irrational cultists whose teachings your parents find morally offensive to the point where they were willing to dissociate themselves from this community, right? Right. And your family is not addressing this at all. And this I, is not... Sorry, go on. I don't... I mean... I'm not I saying this is bad. Sorry, just, just to be clear. I'm not saying that your family has to do it or that it's really bad. I'm just, we're just looking at the facts. I'm not trying to jump to any conclusions about the goodness or badness of it, so to speak. We're just looking at the facts as they stand, right? Yeah. And um, my, my parents are actually really open and honest and curious with my brother as well as like all of their siblings and my mom has had so many discussions with all of her siblings about um, <clears throat> the religion and why my mom uh, thinks it's false and and my parent, my um, aunts and uncles have actually kind of agreed that some of it doesn't make any sense but they're still willing to attend church. And so that kind of puts my mom in a position where she she explained everything as rationally as she could, and it made sense to even them, and they still kind of closed their eyes to it and didn't want to hear it, and are still continuing to go to church, and, and they still be, and they still have that, managed to have good relationships. Well, okay, but but. The word to me, to me, this is I'm not. This is mm -hmm. none of this is proven, right? We're just shooting ideas around. But to me, mm -hmm. a good relationship does not have big elephants in the room that you can't talk about. Yeah, because this is where you and Andy would have gone, right? 
if, if you'd been unable to resolve this, but you'd just be like, okay, well, we really like each other or love each other, but we can't talk about this stuff, so we'll just not talk about it, and we'll not talk about how it makes us feel, and we'll not talk about all of the associated relationships that it brings into question and so on, right? You guys would have just had a big thing that you couldn't talk about, right? Right. And if your parents left the church because they find it morally offensive and they no longer believe in the existence of God and they don't consider that a subjective opinion, then basic reality and virtue and, most importantly, feelings are just big things that can't be talked about. They can't talk about the church. They can't talk about God. They can't talk about atheism. They can't talk about philosophy. They can't talk about their moral criticisms. They can't talk about their moral beliefs. And it's not like all conversations need to be composed of these things, but these are pretty mm-hmm. core and important aspects to intimacy, right? Right. And if they simply can't be talked about or discussed, like if your mother says, this is what I find valuable, this is what I find offensive, this is what I know to be true, this is what I know to be false, and all of these things are listened to and then ignored, she can't even bring up how much that hurts her, right? Right. And I think that that is not what I would call, I don't think that's the definition of a totally terrible relationship, but it's not what I would call the definition of a really great relationship where there's just enormous things about truth, virtue, reality, and your emotional experience that you simply cannot bring up for fear of upsetting people. Right. And I think that makes sense. <clears throat> and the other thing, too, that I would say, and again, this is just shooting the breeze, just, just you know, guy, guy with a fruity accent on the internet, take it for what it's worth. But <laughs> what I would also say, Camille, is that... Mm-hmm. There is a real humiliation in this interaction, a really terrible and desperate kind of humiliation. And and I'm not saying that's the only thing, and this is just my opinion, so again, all the grain of salt in Utah that you can imagine, but (laughs) I would say that you do not feel that your bond with your brother is very strong. And you feel that if you bring your true thoughts and experience to your brother, that he will break the relationship. That if you ask him to choose between the truth, which is what you're bringing to the table, I believe, if you ask him to choose and you say, look, if we're going to have a relationship, we have to have common ground in terms of truth, we have to have common ground in terms of experience, and we can talk about our feelings and so on, but I know that there is no God. I believe that it is not good for you to believe there is a God when there isn't a God. I believe it's unhealthy to teach your children falsehoods, particularly falsehoods about a God watching you and maybe going to hell and this and that, that I need to be able to talk about these kinds of things, and not just as an opinion, as a jazz versus country kind of thing, that if you bring the arguments, and I'm going to put in a... a an aggressive term called relentlessly here. If you bring the arguments against the Mm -hmm. existence of God relentlessly towards him, it is your certain belief that he will choose the cult over you and that your bond is not particularly strong. And that's kind of humiliating, right? That he would not choose you and not trust you, but instead would trust these crazy wear the magic underpants people, right? Right. That's that. I guarantee you that does not make you feel good. Right. I think you're on one ski. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that makes sense. Okay, but how does that make you feel? I can agree with that. I can. Well, fine. You got me in a, an arm lock up against the corner, Uncle. Right, but but I mean, 
but emotionally, right? I mean, how does that, I mean, in terms of, of the quality of your relationship, if there's all the stuff you can't talk about, if you know he's going to choose the crazy cultists over you and the truth that you bring yeah. to bear, isn't that kind of a very destabilizing thought or feeling in, in, in you? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously he doesn't view them as, as the crazy underpaint cult, but um, yeah, I mean, it is a little unstabling. But in truth, in truth, they are, yeah. right? Right. I mean, as as a failed cult leader myself, I can only take my hat off in admiration <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to what these people have been able to do. Right. I mean, it is right. it's pretty nutty. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can agree on that much. I mean, if I if I was trying to sell magic philosophy underpants over the internet, I mean, <laughs> you can imagine what kind <laughs> of what you'd have when Andy came in with the yeah. FDR, you know, psychic thong or something. Well, actually, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should try that one out. No, but but seriously, I mean, if if uh, if he came in with, you know, well, Steph says it's okay for me to have another girlfriend, and I've got these magic pants, and you know, like, it would be like, holy crap, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Definitely. And you are willing, or you find it, and I think that you're right. Generally, I do. I don't think that we act without reason. We don't always act rationally, but we don't act without reason. I think that you're right, that if you push this issue, and, and your parents, I think, are right, that if you guys push this issue, he will very likely hit the eject button, right? Yeah. And to me, that is a valid choice for an individual to make, but it is not a valid choice to inflict upon a helpless and dependent child. He's, 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 uh, he's young, free, and over 21, right? He can make his own choices with regards mm -hmm. to whatever irrationality he wants to follow to make himself feel better, right? Right. But to tell a child things that are manifestly false and pretty deranged, as if they are both true and sane. See, your mother was offended when a Mormon priest said, you have to drop the word why from your vocabulary, right? Right. How is that going to affect a child? Who, children, why is their spinal column, right? That's all their brains do. Yeah. Right? And if your brother is going to teach his child that Jesus Christ died for his sins, that he is stained with original sin, that he is at his nature evil, and that he must purchase his redemption with time and eventually money from other people wearing these magic knickers, that's not good. Right. Right. If he's going to send his kid to whatever the Mormon equivalent is of Bible camp, I don't know if you've seen that documentary. Uh, no, I haven't. Rent it. Seriously. Okay. Seriously, because you guys are frightened to bring up the truth with your brother. What chance does his child have? Mm. 
I mean, if you're scared of him, yeah. how's his child? I mean, you guys aren't dependent on him. He doesn't control your environment. He's not your dad. You're not five years old. Right. And if you're, and you parents are scared of him and bringing the truth because of the ugliness you feel will inevitably result, what chance does his child have? And that's where I think the family is not focusing. You guys can make the choice to avoid the topic if you want. But the child does not have that choice, right? Yeah. The child does not have the choice that you guys need or feel. You, you can avoid the topic with him, but the child cannot. He's not inflicting right. the topic on you, and he's not inflicting the cult or the irrationality on you, but he's going to do it to the kid, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Steph? Yes? Um. Her, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We, we, I, I really would like to continue this. And would you like to continue this also? Yeah, I mean, I mean, or you can just keep talking. And or, I mean, or we could do it another time. But her volleyball coach just sent her a message saying that practice is going to start early. Okay, no problem. Is he a Mormon? <laughs> just kidding. No. Look, I mean, I, I think, I think that you, you certainly have enough to think on, and yeah, I just think that you guys want to give the child the same right that you have, or at least fight for the child to have that right, which is to have his own opinions independent of this culty religiosity, right? Right. And I think you need to fight for the child to have that right, which means to talk to your brother about this, right? You need to, you need to fight for the interests of that child who has no power in this situation at all, and you guys have the power, the knowledge, the responsibility, and the capacity to give that child more choice than he's going to be willing to give give the child himself. Right. Because it's going to get... I'll, I'll let you go in a minute, I promise. But it's going to get worse from here on in, right? What, what are you yeah. going to do when the kid gets old enough to ask you about God? It's going well, to not... happen sooner or later, right? Yeah. Right. What are you going to say? There's no God. Your dad's lying to you. He doesn't know that he's lying to you. Maybe he does it for the best motives, but... It, there's, there's no God, right? Yeah. And, and the teachings of the church are morally offensive in these, these, and these ways, right? Are you going to say that? Right. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going but to... But you are already by omission with your brother by not bringing these topics up, right? Right. Wait, wait, how is that? I'm sorry, I don't know. Have you have to go? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, well, no, no, no problem. I mean, all I'm saying is that if you're avoiding very important topics about your thoughts and experience in a relationship that is supposed to be intimate and close, that's lying by omission, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, I, he's, he's pushed the issue to the front by having a kid, and that's probably what has brought this issue to the front. But anyway, I don't want to keep yeah. you from volleyball, but... Um, all right, thank you. Sorry. No, no, no problem at all. I'll send you guys a copy of this. You can have a listen to it. I really do appreciate I know it's a horrible topic, and I really do appreciate you guys hanging in there. I know it is really tough, and I think that you're enormously wise to spend some time on this. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.